Hello, and welcome to Everything We Made, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Sean Decker, and I'd like you to hear something. You're hearing Priscilla by Bear Mountain Bridge Project, which is the solo work of my pal, Tyler Mushaw. The song comes off of the debut EP titled June, which you can hear now on Bandcamp. Looking back from the surface. I grew up in, well, in Baltimore my whole life, but there's a little area called Wampler Village in Essex, and now I kind of live like five minutes from it. Um, I remember uh, falling down the steps of that house inside, and that was, <laughs> and I feel like that is my earliest memory because I know that is like the first place we lived. Damn, how and old also, were you? Oh, uh, um, jeez, I had You're to not be not old enough to remember, huh? Yeah, like <laughs> just just the uh, trauma. Of three, it. Yeah, three or four. I was I put on my dad's shoes, and he's a uh, six two, and so his shoes were obviously big, way too big for me as a toddler. And I had them on, and I was just stomping around, and I went down the steps. That's um irresistible to a toddler. You can't. Uh, you cannot see the big shoes and not put them on. I yeah. every single child <laughs> that's ever been in this house or or the other one has done that. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, um, that's that's terrible. I also have a very early memory of falling. Uh, I didn't fall down the stairs though. I fell under the banister, and it was outside. Oh. <clears throat> And I fell two stories and cracked my head open. Two stories? Yeah. And um, my mother would tell the story at, like it's a fucking wild story. She said that like the one of the paramedics was like pretty green. And this is the first time that they've gone and picked up a kid in this kind of shape. And... And uh, he was freaking out, and the person driving was, like, jumping um, medians to go into reverse traffic because I, I, I literally cracked my skull open. There's a actually a, a part on my skull where there's, like, you can put your finger in a spot and you can feel that there's not it's not right like there's not enough bone or something there yeah and uh yeah they they said if you landed in the grass like if you landed in the grass you would have broken your neck you'd be dead like if you would have landed on this other part of the concrete which was flat and completely like um perfect you probably would have split your head like and be dead. But I landed on this weird broken part that 
was like there was enough give but not too much like this is what i've been told you know what i mean um yeah like what they told my mom and so these are doctors saying this not like scientists but it's still uh it's a pretty dramatic story <laughs> yeah and, that, uh, that is whoo yeah Something you can he, you can touch. I'll let you. T- I don't let a lot of people touch the spot on my head, but I'll let you. Yes, let me let me touch. It. <laughs> touch don't press too hard because my brain is under there. There's nothing else there. It's yeah. just my brain. I, I cannot. I will not jeopardize your brain. <laughs> well, that, this uh, is I just purely for science. I just to, get a funny look on my face. Spot on your head. Like like all of a sudden the lights went out. Another memory from it had to be around that same time because we only lived there uh, maybe two years, three years, and uh, I remember the Robert Palmer "Addicted to Love" music video. Oh yes, like playing on the TV. Uh, <laughs> my mom, my mom said that I was uh, easily amused and I uh, kept myself occupied. You said I, I just always like that music video. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody's in, like, suits and stuff, and they're, like, you yeah. know, choreographed. And... It's a very androgynous look when you look back on the video. Mm-hmm. Like, it does, it definitely has that androgyny to it. Yeah, it's, it's like um, the meme that goes around, like, how are how boomers confused? about like um gender nonconformity when there's like Annie Lennox and Boy George and Grace Jones and Prince you know yeah. and uh, I mean Isn't you can go truth? back further than that <laughs> like like uh um uh that when was Bowie putting out hits right I was and I'm I'm fucking absolutely blanking the guy's name but like the singer for Leb Zeppelin like come on Oh, yeah, like, this was Clint. like, yeah, this was like a beautiful man back in the, you know, yeah. like, come on. But, um, yeah, uh, speaking of, you know, Zeppelin and all that, like, did your dad or your mom, like, listen to a bunch of music around the house? Like, were, were your parents, like, classic rockers or? Um, most definitely. Um, my mom and dad, they both, uh, my dad was definitely into all the classic rock, the ZZ Top and Led Zeppelin and The Who. Um, my mom was definitely into the same stuff. She, uh, oh, sorry. I'm still, still a little nervous. <laughs> I'm still, uh, I'm still shaking off the nerves a little. I pace when I'm, uh, I used to do that a lot until I, you know, my knees went bad, and now I just sit here and just shake. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I originally was sitting down and I was like, I can't do this. I got I got to pace. So I'm just going the full. I'm just doing full lengths across the the basement now. Um, okay, so uh, both my parents they definitely were into classic rock. My dad, ZZ Top, and Led Zeppelin. The Who, all, all the big names, and uh, it was always there was always music, all the time. And I knew, like on the weekends, and everything, it was always like it's Friday, like crank up some music. We're having friends over, you know, things like that. And uh, like, 
trying to think. I remember even like the big, the big dance hits too, things like that, like uh, Tina Turner and Madonna and things like that. There was always music all the time. Yeah. And uh, it was always like, let's dance. Let's, you hear this song, like, Let, let's dance and, you know, getting me bopping around and I guess that's where it all started. Yeah. Yeah, when you say, uh, you know, I guess the reason why I, I go immediately from Zeppelin to that and then you say, like, you know, listening to The Who and stuff because I know you have, you're a fan of the enormous bass drum. And I'm like... Oh. It's definitely someone grew up listening to like iconic drummers like Bonham and you know uh, Keith Moon and stuff. Um, was your dad uh, a musician at all, or just a, just a fan? So my dad, no. Um, your mom and he, she, no, neither huh. were musicians. Uh, my mom said that my grandmother played the piano. And upright bass, Ooh. but I don't, I don't have any uh, like recollection of any of that. Mm. But uh, and that was my dad's mom, which had raised him. He was actually born to. Oh man, this is quite the story. Uh, my my grandfather, my dad's dad was a trucker and he got a lady pregnant in Florida while he was married and his wife ended up taking my dad and raising him as her. Oh, okay. I see. I, I was, <laughs> I was like waiting. I was like waiting for the other side of the story and I already got yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, no, no, okay. Um, See, I, I, I blank sometimes. I just, um, all right. Well, she played music and all, but she wasn't technically blood-related or anything, and I don't remember any of it. I guess it's not really important to anything. Yeah, but, no, I, it's, I mean... I don't know that I guess that's like that's kind of a weird question sometimes because some uh, someone might assume that I'm asking that in a idea that musical ability is inherited through genes in yeah. some way or whatever which I don't really I don't know you know I don't, I think All right. I'm going like to back to the basics <laughs> I think stuff like that's fun to like think about but I don't you know, like my mom always used to say, you get that from your great uncle or something like that. I'm like, no, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I can do How this so? because I, I sat in the corner and did this shit for three hours, you know, four hours a day after school every day for seven years. You know? Yeah. Uh, I didn't get it from anybody. So, I didn't come by and drop this off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's a funny way to look at it. Yeah, I mean... Like, but no, no, it, it makes complete sense. Well, shit, that would have been nice, though. But, yeah, tell them yeah. if they've got any li lying around, bring it by. But uh, I mean, yeah. that would 
That would just mean that every musical great there is, that means that they would have to uh, birth other musical greats, right? Right. And that's I mean, not technically what happens. No, it's not Jacob Dylan. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think well, the Wallflowers well, LP is fine. <laughs> I just, oh, come on. I just felt like saying one wonder. No, you know, it's there's just fucking stupid shit that I do sometimes when that song comes on, like randomly, and I'm like, I'm like talking to Lauren, and I'm like, hey, son, <laughs> I heard you song on the radio. This is your dad, Bob Dylan. You did a great job on that song, son. Aw, oh, Dad, it's me, Jacob Dylan. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I probably do the impression better when I'm not trying, but, you know. All that aside, you didn't get your musical talent from the, uh, you know, uh, family, family tree. Um, when did you start... <laughs> like playing instruments as a kid? So my mom and dad, not that I know of, not that uh, they've ever said, uh, had played any instruments really, but um, my mom, when I was about eight years old, met my stepdad and he was a musician. And, uh, when, you know, they met and we moved there, it was me, my older sister, and my mom, we moved in with him. He had, you know, it was like a, a bachelor pad. So, like, pretty much the whole first floor was, like, the kitchen and his equipment, a.k.a. the living room. So, it was, like, just guitars and basses and guitar amps and things like that. And uh, that's who set me on the musical path. Um, gave me a guitar that was, I believe he made it. I believe he made in like maybe a woodshop class or something like that. Oh, damn. And, uh, it, I, it worked and all, but you know, when he first gave it to me, it didn't have any strings. So I just, you know, air guitared on that to <laughs> some of my to some of my first cassettes, which were uh, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, and ACDC's uh, Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap. And I think there was a Collective Soul cassette in there. Okay, that's um, that one came out of that field, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he definitely had. Uh, I mean, an archive of CDs and cassettes, like you know the the wall mounts that just oh hell yeah you know the like just tons of those and to this day still and still buy. I mean, if there was still a record and tape trader nearby, he would probably go weekly and just buy CDs and cassettes. Yeah. Yeah, there's a real cool uh, shop in my hometown where every, like, when we would go back for a week or whatever, I'd have to stop in there. And it's like, I knew the guy since I was like 12. So, uh, shout out TJ. Uh, We'd go in there and he just has like walls of tapes and it'll say, like, it'll say that there are four for, 
four for two dollars or whatever, you know, like they're they're stupid yeah. cheap, right? And then I'll go up there with like a dozen tapes, and he'll be like two dollars. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, so it's they're like, like, please take these. Tapes. Yeah, he's like, please. Uh, this place is mostly a head shop now. Uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the tapes are just collecting dust and taking up room for. Yeah, uh, I need all of our our paraphernalia. I need to get more. Yeah, I need to get more shelving room for my my real product. Um, but no, that that yeah, that was that store though was cool, and if. If anybody's lucky enough to have a store like that, it's 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 awesome. Where you know I'm a I'm a little kid and you couldn't get the stuff you wanted, so you go in and this guy's trying to order Blast from SST Records or whatever thing that <laughs> he never heard of, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so you just like you were uh, messing around like with this like you know guitar with no strings like. Is that the first thing you seriously picked up on? Was guitar or was it drums? Um, no, uh, actually, the first instrument I started to play was violin. Violin. In the fourth grade, they gave us the option. They said you can either play a brass instrument or you can go string. And I was like, "Well, I'm already playing a guitar with no strings, so." <laughs> Like, uh, <laughs> let, let's get it going with some string. And, uh, and fourth and fifth grade, I just, I took to that. And I had, uh, a teacher that I still remember, Mr. Polakowski. And, uh, I just really admired how good he was. And I couldn't tell you now if he was actually really that good, but he used to play The Devil Went Down to Georgia and sing it sometimes. And I was like, man, that's awesome. Wish I could do that. Yeah. Um, you so you stuck with that a couple of years. Like, do you st- do you think you could still play a violin if you picked one up? Well, uh, violin, no. Jeez, um, sometimes I, I think about just getting one just uh-huh. to try it out. But after fourth and fifth grade, when I went to middle school they kind of did the same option. They were like, well, you play violin, do you want to stick with violin? And I was like, no, because I want to play that. And it was an upright bass. Okay. A full, you know, like a three-quarter full-size, like, upright bass. And I was like, I, I was mesmerized. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want to play that. It's the bass, and I definitely have one of those at the house that I can play an electric one. And I, you know, my... My little brain, I was just, that's the same thing, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's the same thing. I can, yeah. I can do this. Simple. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, are you sure that's what you want to do? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. But, uh, uh, yeah, skipped viola, skipped cello, right to the upright. How did that um, work out? I stuck with it. Until I graduated high school. Yeah? Um, so you did get... Yeah, I went, You got good? Like, decent? Yeah. I, uh... Yeah. I, uh... Stuck at that. And at the same time, like, through middle school, I was playing bass at home, too. And, uh... And guitar a little bit. And my, my stepdad had taught me a lot of things, you know, that I was kind of learning at the same time. 
in school, but a lot of, you know, just teaching me chords and, you know, I was kind of already ahead of my, my class that I was learning with because I knew these things. Somebody was teaching me at home about them. And in middle school is when I discovered, um, the drums because I started playing in jazz ensemble and I was just blown away by the jazz drummers. I like, I was like, man, bass is cool and all, which nobody ever says that. But I mean, they were like showing us videos in class of like all these, you know, these big swing ensembles and stuff. And I was just like, wow, that's what I want to do. Yeah, they really look like they're partying, right? It's like, yeah, they're back there at the time of their life, you know? It looks like they're really, yeah, I was like, you know, I was like seeing videos of like Bloody and Rich. Yeah, that's and and there and the reoccurring big bass drum thing was coming back, and I was just like, I think I, this is what I want to do. Not and I didn't really start playing drums until high school, but I was just really diving into it, like listening to it, and I started messing with a drum machine at home, and just you know started listening to songs and like hearing what the drums were doing. And that to me was just like a calling. Yeah. Um, now you said that your, that your stepdad had, had all that stuff around the house. So like once you started getting into it, was that still there? Like, did you just immediately like go from like messing around with the, uh, the drum pad to like, behind the kit or I you take that leap? Um, we didn't have a kit in the house. I just had the, the drum machine and I was still, I was still playing like guitar a little bit and mainly bass. And then I think once I was really kind of more serious about drumming, uh, they got me. Well, actually, how do I, how do I do this? Um, my, my stepdad, he played in some like cover bands and things of that nature. So we then had a drum set there that was kind of like a mix match of different drum sets. And I started, you know, playing around with those every once in a while. And I think it started to become more serious and it was just a good reason for my stepdad to get a nice kit. <laughs> he, he was like, "Oh man, you know, I can uh, get you a, a full, you know, Pearl Export Select kit, and that's the red kit that I still have to today. I got that when I was in uh, eighth grade, I think. That's awesome. About yeah, and uh, I still got it. I mean, that was my my main kit until the green one." But uh, I wish my kids won musical instruments, but instead I do the same thing, but it's with like X Men comics. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you, oh, yeah, you definitely want to read that one, right? And yeah, like, you uh, definitely want that one. <laughs> Justified purchase. And I get, I'm like, yeah, okay, so here's this uh, Spider Man and the X Men trade volume one. Like, yeah, you, you wanted that, so 
um, when you're done with that. Let me check that out. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've definitely, um, I've definitely, like, you know, my like my old my oldest, uh, like I bought her a bass. And uh, she decided she was into other things, so she has a drum set now, but, like, the bass is still here. <laughs> like, I didn't buy yeah. it, like, for that reason, but it's, like, I definitely have been in the, like, this thing that I bought for someone else is now just, like, in my possession. Um, but the best thing is just keep it around because somebody yeah, might no, just I, pick it up and play it. <laughs> yeah, especially because, like, sometimes... I mean, like, I think I paid like a hundred dollars for that bass, and it's by it's by um, Rondo Music, you know. It's it's, it's an SX three quarter scale. It's like plays okay. really well. Like, um, Mitchie took it uh, with us on a Coma Regalia tour, and it was like sounded great, and uh, they really liked playing it. And um, but it's like you take that somewhere, you try to sell that, like you're not gonna get anything for it. You know, Nothing. like I'd rather just give it to somebody than take twenty dollars yeah. for it. You know, um, I, so I had, I had uh, recently, well, not recently, but over like the past couple of years, I had a Squire, like three quarter. I can't think of what they're called right now. The bass, but, or yeah, the Precisions. I now Jazz Master. Wait, is that the bass? Oh. <laughs> yeah, like like that style. Yeah, yeah. I had one of those, and I I played the shit out of it actually until I just like I I got rid of it because I got a P forty, and I was like I I wasn't playing that one anymore, so I got rid of that and another had like a Fender P bass or something, mm-hmm. and sometimes. I try not to collect too much gear because my, my stepdad is a collector and I'm just like, it, it drives me crazy that it's like, how can you have that much gear? Like, yeah, I, I think about like we were talking about, well, you were telling me you were changing the strings on your guitar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, imagine if you had 30 guitars, you had to change strings on. That seems like a labor. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't too much. have 30, but I also don't change them until I'm going to record. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm really bad about that. Like, my if if my dad knew that, he'd lose his mind because he's like one of those, like, change them every time you play people. And I'm like, yeah. but but no. Uh, and also bass strings. Did you know you can boil them? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you haven't been they, there, they get then... the slap right back. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, we figured that one out. We're like, well, bass strings. You know, this is like uh, going on a tour, fresh out of high school in the late '90s, and bass strings are twenty-two dollars, and we're like, that, that's a, so much money. You know, I know. why did it cost so much? Like, I heard you can boil them, <laughs> boil them shits, then you put them back on. Yeah. Bring, bring, bring. Okay, sounds pretty good.
all my gear right now is uh, in need of strings and setups. Like my, I picked up both my guitars last week, and I was like, oh my god, they're all like messed up and intonations all messed up. But the bass strings, it's funny because I decided I wasn't going to change the bass strings, and then I recorded uh, the June EP. And I was having hell of a time trying to get the bass to sit right. And I sent a friend of mine who was an engineer the bass track. And I was like, can you like send me in the right direction? Like the EQ, what am I supposed to do? And they were like, change the strings. Yeah, change the strings. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was, I was immediately embarrassed because I was like, yeah, I was like, they'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> But yours like, was all know. yours was all dirty, but they immediately just like owned in, like right on that. They were just like, change the fucking strings, yeah. buddy. Come on. They were oh, like, did you hilarious. did you do a DI track? Yeah, I did a DI track. And you blended it with the 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 overdrive track. Yeah. All right. Um, did you change your strings? It sounds kind of flat in this, you know, this frequency. I'm like, ah, <laughs> bust it. Got me. Um, I think so. Uh, last uh, <clears throat> year, um, yeah, yeah. I don't. It's a. Uh, it's. I don't know. The guy I, do I this, bought it from did. I do this thing before, and I think I actually chatted with you about this at some point. Where, like, I do this all the time. Where I, I'm, I'm getting in, I'm getting psyched to record a new thing, and I'm like, these are going to be the nastiest sounding fucking guitars that I can physically tolerate. You know, and I'm like, yeah. and I really dial in these guitars to just be nasty. And I'm like, they, this sounds like I'm just hitting a guitar with a fucking shovel. Like, I don't care. That's just nasty sounding. And then I play the shit out of the guitar. And I'm like, I can't hear any of the notes. Like, the notes yeah. aren't coming through right because it's so nasty sounding. And then I'm like... this tune is perfect if you're just ringing out yeah and, and and then i'm like and then i'm like shit i'm in like post-production trying to fix this like nasty i do it every time i'm like oh this is just gonna time. sound nasty oh yeah and then i'm like oh it sounds too nasty fuck i'd but, imagine with a lot a lot of your releases that you just go in and crank it up and it sounds gnarly, and you're like, yes, that's exactly what I'm going for. I mean, pretty much. Like, I have a, I have, like, a setting that I'm like, this is the way I want the guitars to sound when I play live, and that is the most timid setting that I ever use. Like, yeah. everything else is like, well... I really wanted to start feeding back like immediately, you know, or, or like, well, I really want like, um, I really want to sound like the speakers are coming apart every time I hit it, you know, or some, you yeah. know, something silly like that. And I just got, I go overboard and then it's just like, no, you can't fix that now. You, yeah. You can fix it, re-record it. And then I don't know. And then you do that and you're like, this sounds, this doesn't sound powerful. It sounds like yeah. not good. That, and so you're, that's been, 
you know, stuck in that, like, because you heard it one way, and but you envisioned it another way, and, well, I guess there's a bit of that with every recording, just yeah. period, but... I go the opposite direction. I'm like, okay, I want this to be clear, but with enough crunch, and I, I, I want it to sound big, and then I record all the guitar tracks, and then I go back, and I'm like, ah, it's kind of sounds kind of weak not and game. then yeah not enough game and I'm like everything is clear but it's definitely not enough game and then I'll spend you know another two days re-recording everything yeah headlines yeah. never never adhered to them eventually you, like you said you got really into the drums and um is that what you mostly did, like, when you started getting into bands and stuff? That's all I know um, from, really. I started playing bass in a cover band, I think, around the time I was in eighth grade. And I did that for a bit. Um, I was playing with people much older than me. Okay, that's what uh, I was going to say. Because that's a... <laughs> usually, younger people are like, we started a band and we did covers, but you wouldn't call it a cover band necessarily. Yeah, I, I was in a cover band and actually we did write originals, but you know, I I wasn't really writing at the time. I was just playing bass and I, I was loving it. That was my first live stuff to do was play bass live, like outside of school. You know, obviously had like your school concerts and things like that. But... Yeah, I was playing in bars when I was, like, 12. Damn. But... How's that? How was that? Yeah, you have to have a a chaperone. Oh, okay. That's... Yeah, okay. They're just like... You know, Greg, the guitar player, is like, yeah, I'm his dad. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, sure, Greg. Um, I think at the time, the guy who played guitar, he was, like, 20... And then the drummer was in his thirties, and I was I was like twelve playing bass, and it was like uh, people from my family. So I wasn't just out there with like a random group of strangers at the bars. (laughs) Someone came up to you after the like jazz band show and was like, hey, call us when you're ready to hit the big time. (laughs) Yeah, and it's funny because there's a, I I remember playing, we had this kind of rundown bar in Dundalk called The Zoo, and Z-U, and uh, and, um, I I played with the cover band, We, we played a couple of our originals, and a much bigger band from the area actually contacted like got my information to ask me if I wanted to play bass for them and I was just like I can't even drive over they were like yeah come come uh, try out and like give me an address and I was like I can't even drive I <laughs> I I, uh, I don't even know the, the first thing about coming to try out for a band it was just kind of like something that you know, started in the basement and then it was like, Hey, we can go play at this, uh, biker dude's birthday party. I'm like, okay. Um, but I, I 
did that and I, I met some people my age eventually. <laughs> and, uh, I remember like, like BMX biking, like pedaling to a friend of mine that lives probably like, uh, 10 minutes in a car away. But I would like take my bass or a guitar I had at the time. And we weren't allowed to play in his house, but we would like run an extension cord and we played in a field out back across the alleyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, another friend of ours, he like lived a couple houses down. So he would just like drag his drums out. And uh, we that's like how I originally like started in my, my first like something that became a real band. And, uh, you know, we started kind of just like playing at my parents after I convinced them to, you know, let five, my, all five of my friends come over and play in a full band. That's and, uh, wild. <laughs> like, yeah. we were just, our parents just sent us outside to play stickball at the abandoned factory. Like, we, <laughs> you're out there, like, Y'all, y'all are like doing like a sound garden music video or something yes. out there, like starting your first band. Yes, it was it was in a CCBC uh, school field, like behind their their homes there, and yeah, we just you know went across the alleyway and we'd start you know like midday and just jam until it was either too cold or somebody called the police and or you know somebody came and complained to like. Uh, my buddy Matt, like his mom was the one who was usually hosting us. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. So, and that's where I kind of met the people that ended up being in the first band. And that band was called against you, which, um, at the time I didn't know about against me, but many, many people would let us know that you can split. it would it would have been a very very odd split a lop, uh, kind of lopsided you know somebody's first yeah. versus yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair uh so like that was the beginnings of that first band and uh we were playing at uh my parents house by then and i was still playing guitar and uh Somehow I had another friend that played bass, so I just went to guitar. I just kind of floated around. <laughs> and uh, uh, one day the drummer couldn't make it, and I was like, oh, well, I kind of know the songs. And it was just from that on, I've, I've played drums in bands. That was, I just remember we like, you know, we went outside, we were done practice, and they were like, you're the drummer now. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Did you have you? You must have had like a really visceral reaction to like playing loud and with people. Yes. Um, yeah. It, it was just different because I'm, I'm pretty quiet and to myself, and drums were just like this big loud all the time, and. You know, at the time, it was like these like old, these old big heavy cymbals, and I was just like crashing on them. <laughs> and I remember my stepdad being like, "That's not what you use that for." <laughs> I mean, it is Even now. if, 
<laughs> it is now. Even though that, like, you know, he was into, you know, the Who and drummers that were just, like, you know, beating the shit out of drums. Mm. But, yeah. yeah and it's kind that of weird, band like, is... Sometimes, like... You know, you said like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, because I'm really quiet. I keep to myself." But then, I, the way I connected with these drums, it like let me express this part of myself that, you know, may, maybe wanted to get out, but I never let out. And it, I have the opposite reaction. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm sort of like, you know, I just keep to myself, et cetera, et cetera. But then, when I get behind the drums, like, it's a real. Uh, it's a real confidence fuck because like I am like people can hear me and they yeah. can hear me if I'm terrible. And like, I get, like really let that get in my head sometimes. And then I'm just like over here, just like sucking all day, just like eating shit, like one roll after the next. And, uh, I don't know, like you, did you never experience any kind of like, uh, you know, or were you just on it? I just mean, chomping on it. I mean, at first, I, you know, it was like the beginning of high school when I had friends that were uh, good drummers. And I, I remember one of them kind of just, you know, he kind of like backhand me, you know, with a comment that was just like, you know, you're kind of sloppy or, you know, something, you know, one of those stupid comments and I was like really I just because I, I wasn't even thinking about like am I good or bad I was just like I'm playing drums now <laughs> yeah 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 and uh I mean yeah it was definitely a form definitely a big expression for me I it was a all I like really I, I had I didn't really have any other hobbies like I rode bikes and stuff like that and but, like, that was, like, my one thing that I had. And, and I mean, here I am. Yeah. It's well, <laughs> like you talking said, to you about music. Yeah. Like you said, you said that, you know, you're just, your reaction is just like, what? Like, I'm playing drums. Like, uh. and that's, oh, wow. I mean, that's really, like, after all these years and stuff, like, that's, what I try to get back to, like every time I do something, you know, just like, like don't. Fuck it. It's drunk. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, I, you know, I'll come down here and I'm, and I, what I, I wanted, I wanna come down and I wanna work through something. I wanna, I wanna make sure I'm staying in the kind of shape, you know, behind the kit yeah. that I, that I, and and then sometimes I wanna I wanna push myself I wanna test myself you know and and um, yeah. and it it doesn't feel good to like blow it and 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 I I'm just like why why do I give a shit like you know what I mean like I have yeah. a drum kit you know and yeah, I can like... play whatever <laughs> I want and and if I and if I blow it, like I'm still playing the drums. Like that's so much fun. Like when you and just get right down to it. It's cathartic. Know? Yeah. It's and, like, you, you just, you, 
I mean, it's hard for drums not to be fun. Even, even like you said, and trust me, don't, don't think for one second I'm not hard on myself. (laughs) I, uh, I, uh, to, to double back, you had said, uh, about the guitar and doing tons of takes. I, since, uh, being able to record in home, when I tell somebody, oh, I did 215 takes, it's not a lie. (laughs) 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 Um, I, I have to like empty out my, my computer memory. Sometimes I have so many folders of takes and I, I just like pick it apart. And it, I, because at the same time, I'm just like, I don't want to put something out there that I don't approve of, even though the first take was probably completely fine. And that's probably the one I end up using most of the time. Yeah. But, or not the first take. I'm never nailing anything down the first take. That would be, that's a, I don't think that's really a thing that happens. If anybody says that's a thing that happens, I think they're lying. I don't know. I just can't imagine. I did just tell you about how I re-recorded these things, like, whatever many, like, times or whatever. But I, I used to do this thing where I'd know the album, right? And so I would practice the song one time, then I would hit record, and I would usually mm-hmm. get it on the first or the second take. I would almost... I, I think that specifically There's Still Time is pretty much with one exception, first takes. And I did them, wow. I did them like that. I did a practice wow. take... And then I did the real take. Like, I didn't record. I did it. I, I was like, okay, I'm, I know the song. Click, click, click. I did it. And then I was like, see, I knew I knew the song. So I hit record it, and then I did it. And then, like, uh, what I ended up doing at some other point was I was just like, why am I not recording the first take? This is so dumb. So I just started doing that. And, like, one of the things that I recorded last year was like 28 songs that I recorded and I wrote over like four days' time. And I all the drums are first take, all of them. <laughs> like, really? I actually was like, if I That's fuck amazing. up, I'll just rewrite the song so it sounds right. And um, I don't really remember if I, if I rewrote any of the parts to fit like little goof ups. Like I can definitely hear like, that's not perfect, but I got to where I, you know, I just wanted to, I wanted to feel like I, I wanted to feel just wrapped up in the moment and the excitement of the recording. And I wanted to just go and, um, yeah, and and I did that, and um, you know, I get these ideas in my head, and sometimes like you, not necessarily the same thing or whatever, but sometimes you know how we're talking about when you're recording something one way, and then you listen later, you know, maybe three years from now I'll be like, well, I should have did that one again, but like, uh, I don't. Yeah, I still listen to old things I've played on, and I'm like, man, I should have just went back and fixed that or did another thing. <laughs> 
at the same time, like, just, I think that after, you know, you've done a ton of recordings that I think that if you, if there's something that you can do that makes this particular thing, like, unforgettable, like, in some way, then, um, that's worth it to me to the, the compromise, you know, of like hearing yeah. something later. And I feel like, uh, like those subtleties are what conveys the emotion and a lot of writing though. Like there's, uh, not even bloopers or anything. Like you, you like hear down the road, like things that have happened on like big albums, like, Oh, we just left that in there and it ended up being like a huge part of it. Mm-hmm like things like that. And, uh, I mean, it's also part of, like you were saying, like with, uh, just being in the moment when you record those, parts. it's like being in the same headspace. Like I can, I know if I'm going to be able to go lay down tracks the way I want to before sitting down to do them. And, if I try and, you know, you know, today after work, I'm going to go home and record those two drum tracks. It just doesn't work. Like it just has to be in the moment. I could be eating in the middle of eating dinner. I'll be like, as soon as I'm done this, I'm going to record some drums. I feel like it's going to be good. I go back on some of the When Skies Are Gray stuff and I'm like, holy shit, like, what was I thinking? Like, why did I do this? Yeah, was... <laughs> and I, sometimes I felt that when I was playing, I was like, why in the world would I do this to myself? <laughs> I was listening to that last LP a little while ago and I, uh, and I was like, yeah, you were really going for it. Like, you were going for it. You went, you went all in. You were like, all right. You know, they're not the only they're not the only people that are writing their parts. Like, I'm not following this. I'm I'm doing like my own thing. Not that it wasn't like cohesive. You know, it was just like yeah. No, this really went for it. But um, uh, yeah, that's, that's like what uh, I, I always remembered that about like you know y- y'all as a band, just as a whole. And that's I think that's how y'all got away with being like a three piece that sounded like more than a three piece, you know, is because it wasn't just like, um, measures of, of just people following other people all the time. You know, it was a really, uh, cohesive and like well arranged, you know, um, unit, you know, and structures and stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, when um when we first started, we, we were a four-piece. And uh, the first LP was done as a four-piece. And we did one, I think the first tour we did, we did with Tiger Scout. And uh, we did it as a four-piece. And then, like, some things happened. And, you know, I remember talking to Brandon about it for a bit. And we were just like, so do we find another guitarist or do we just go at it? Like, are we just going to the three-piece now? And that's what we did. I mean, even, like, later on, we were kind of like... Hey, you know, take take some of the load off Brandon and and get another guitarist, and we can like fill out the sound and explore some some other options. But we just stayed in as a, a three piece, and it, it always was pretty cool. I mean, playing as a three piece is pretty rad. It's pretty yeah. simple. I mean, <laughs> it's easier to get every uh, get everyone to practice. And, uh, like, with the van, like, we never pulled a trailer. We just, you know, all loaded us and the equipment in. So, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, and then there was that show that we played with y'all where we were on tour together and we booked that show. And then that one band hopped on the show later and then took, like, 90% of the door money because <laughs> they, like, that, needed that it one, for their Grammy nomination or whatever. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that <was> true. <laughs> it's like yeah, like, here we are at the Grammys. I'm pretty sure. I was like, that's cool. Can like yeah, that's uh. I, I was actually. Were you I thinking about that you, one? <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I was wondering if you remembered that show specifically. Yeah, uh, that was. I mean, it's a huge deal. There's going to be so many more people because this band is going to play. And we're like, yeah, okay. And then they're like, really wasn't. And then they were like, well, we we won't take our usual guarantee, but we need at least this much. And we were like, so you need all of it except for this much. Okay, all right. It was it was pitched to us as a, uh, uh, hey, this band is on its way to a show that's a lot farther away, and they need to come here and take all the door money. So we were like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's just, um, I don't know, it's funny. Wow, people are I really mean, getting into Spider-Man upstairs. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't have any idea what's going on up there. Just getting really into it. I am I am behind on all the Spider-Man. I am. This is an old one. I, I just I heard about it earlier. I heard that it was going to happen, and it's happening. And then and then people are getting wild. <laughs> that's the Spooder Man. That's awesome. You gotta love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, y'all recorded your last LP, and then did y'all release that like, sort of like after the band broke up or was it like right before uh we released that and we i'm trying to think of relatively i mean we I, we toured playing the songs from that definitely because i remember we were writing it i mean we always, we were always writing right until 
we went into the studio and that's part of like why I'm always like, uh, I was never done writing the drums, but it was just like, we're here now. This is it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I like we recorded, uh, self-titled and I'm pretty sure we went right out after that. And then I'm trying to think of when it was released. Yeah. Sorry, I'm uh, <laughs> Are you Googling I'm it? <laughs> yeah, I'm about to Google it. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think I it was like it was, 2013 though, right? Uh, no, the, the last or was the full length was, it was 2015. Okay. And I think I it was pretty, pretty early in the year. And uh, we, we like went through, uh, Bob from Mayfly put it out. And we uh, played a couple shows. Oh man, I'm like, you think I would have these kind of things in a row? But I mean, Eric was Eric was the the booking guy, and like I still now like I'll remember a random thing in a show or something, or like a random band we played with, and I'll just text Eric and be like, hey. Wait, do you remember this show with this band? <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, that was, you know, we were in Kalamazoo. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> but uh, Nicole's also, I think Nicole remembers our tours and shows better than I do. I, I'm along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Uh, that, that. Was, that, that got us detained in Canada. Um, you got, we were, your, we were you got them detained? Uh, like it we was were, your fault specifically? Pretty much. I was, we were going through the through the border, and you know they ask you like what you're doing there and whatnot, and it was just like where are you guys playing? And I just kind of like looked at Eric because I was like, uh, we had three or four shows, and he was like, where? And I was like, uh, Windsor, I think is one of them. <laughs> Oh, and no. uh so at all the all he kept asking me questions and i just kept turning to eric and he was like what do you not know what you're like doing in canada and i was like i do i'm playing music but i don't really have the details you're like yeah can you guys uh just pull over there and uh step out of the van <laughs> and that's how that went yeah they like to to try to get you as confused as possible so they can try to yeah. get you to admit something you're not supposed to be doing or whatever. Like they started asking me all these questions about these vitamins I had. It's like they're vitamins. Like, what, what, what's, what happens when you take them? I'm like, I guess we, they provide my body with vitamins, you know? And like, no, but how they make you feel when you take them? I'm like, like, I don't eat like shit, I guess. I don't, you know, I don't know what you want. <laughs> like, I haven't ate Taco Bell for 20 days yeah. in a row. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not, like, I have plenty of vitamin B in my body for a fucking change, I guess. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, uh, we've had some interesting uh, trips into Canada. One time, um, one time, Chris was wearing, like, this, like, death metal death metal shirt and i can't remember what it said on it but it was it was nobody it's pretty wild and 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 the you know the the guy just 
said something even wilder like this. It didn't say anything like this on the shirt, but he just said something literally like, um, so you, y'all trying to decapitate some priests while you're here or something? Like, cause the shirt had like gore and stuff on it. And Chris was like, oh yeah, what? <laughs> and he's like, oh, you are, huh? And it was just weird. And I don't know. Yeah, that's sweet. How did you know? We, it, it's funny. Yeah, that's exactly what we're here here. Y'all have a we're lot of that around to, here? Uh, I mean, just, just, does that happen You often? guys get a lot of, like, band decapitating people at <laughs> the Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have not heard about this. I had I had the same thing happen with uh, my Ziploc bag full of vitamin C tablets. We uh, we used to you know hop in the van. We're like we're off to the next show. Let's all take our vitamin C pills. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, they definitely like dumped some out, and they were like, "What are these?" Was, like they're vitamin C. Like they smell like orange. Yeah. <laughs> they taste kind of like orange, watered down. Yeah. It's. Um, <laughs> It's kind of weird when you think about it in today's context, though, like, because you really, like, this shit really could be anything, you know? <laughs> so, I'm, like, yeah. I, I'm sort of, truth. like, I'm thinking about it now, and I'm, like, I, I sound You're like... ahead of their time. Yeah, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving somebody a lot of shit for something that, like, seem, seems like it should have been obvious, like, you shouldn't have these unmarked, yeah. like pills in a Ziploc bag trying to take them across a border somewhere but like at the same time I'm like we're two people in a minivan like loaded with equipment we've got this letter from you know these people and you know all this stuff but I don't know um you know we were we were told when we were getting uh our passport stuff together and I mean we were originally like, we're going to go to Canada. We need our, our passports. But, I mean, we were planning to go and do something over in Europe eventually, too. But, uh, like, we had friends that were just like, oh, you, you don't need to have your passport. Just, like, go up. Like, they'll let you through with, like, just your license. And I'm, like, very glad we didn't go that route. Because I, I just feel like we probably wouldn't have got to play the shows. Yeah, we got to you. <laughs> I mean, I did. I did that for. I did that for the first two or three times that I went to Canada. I just had my license and my like social security or birth certificate or whatever it was. Yeah. And and they're just like, eh. but then the last time when we went through, I actually had had my passport by that time, and Dylan did not, and they s sent us through the whole ringer, and um, then on the way back through because Dylan actually did have a passport, but it was expired. On the way back through, Dylan was like, just said to the woman in the booth, he was like, well, I do have a passport, but it's expired. And she was like, just give me it. And she just like used it like it wasn't expired. And there was just no oh. hassle whatsoever. Probably and, makes, you know, her day easier. Yeah, because she just okay. scanned it. Like it was, <laughs> Less paperwork. Or, or whatever it was, you know, it was just like it wasn't expired. And, and it was just like, so these really, like, it doesn't actually matter that much if it's expired or not, because it still works. It's still in the system. Yeah. It's just a, you know, bureaucratic thing or whatever. Like, I'm not saying try to go in with an 
expired passport. No. But I'm saying, <laughs> if it's between <laughs> that or not. whatever, maybe you should just say, well, I do have one, and it's, but it's expired, and see what they yeah. think of the situation, because it might be easier for you. Um, but yeah, um, you know, so after 2015, and, and you know, when, when Skies Are Gray were wrapping up and stuff, uh, I... I don't really know, like, were you still playing music a lot, or um, did you kind of take a break to focus on other things until you started getting into, like, home recording, or? Um, I, I kept playing. I was, uh, me and my buddy Mike actually started writing together. Somebody I'd, like, uh, been friends with, like, through high school and all, and he was like, hey, you know, now that you're not busy, He's like, maybe we could uh, throw around some ideas. And we're, you know, we still work on stuff together. I've actually, I uh, kind of put it on hold some years back to uh, focus on like getting the house and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so we we're actually, we were discussing it again because we had like, you know, a handful of songs and I, I really do like them. So I, you know, I've always liked Mike's writing. So we're going to, finish those up this year and he's gonna he's doing guitar and vocals on drums and uh we were jamming here for a bit with a bass player but you know i was kind of like hey i really want to focus on bear mountain bridge and you know my own writing and it, it really it took me a bit because i you know i got out of when skies are gray and I kind of was like, you know, what, what do I do? You know, I, I kind of stepped back for my health and I was like, well, you know, I can start working on, you know, getting a house and I can do something I've always loved, which is I want to like sit down and write and record in home. I want to be able to sit down and really put thought into all the writing and, that's pretty much what I've been doing since then. I have been here and just started kind of getting everything together uh, with, you know, just recording gear and things like that, which I've come to love doing. Like, I, I, you know, when things get to a safer way to go about it, I'd like to just record some friends or something, something that isn't me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like just, you know, Maybe somebody else on drums, Sean. If you want to stop by and record some drums, um, right there. No, let me, <laughs> let me practice the songs first, and I'll show up and I'll do a practice take, and then I'll do one take. And you'll oh, be yeah, like, just blow, I'll, you'll just like, I'll oh, say, okay. yeah, you're kind of sloppy. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I'll be like, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll put not on. I'll put my Not shoulders my up like the emoji. <laughs> <laughs> kind of am, right? Part of my charm. Nope. Like what charm? Nobody, <laughs> nobody one takes on my drum, Sean. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> um, no, but like uh, a big part of like getting the house and everything was just like I want to really sit down and really right i've had ideas for years and i've contributed them um there was definitely like when me and brandon wrote together and stuff like there's things in there that are you know ideas and things like that but 
like I really wanted to sit down and create from start to finish like everything that was in my in my head and it actually started as a lot heavier than uh, what Bear Mountain Bridge actually is it was more like a faster and thrashy <laughs> but uh, when I started like funneling through ideas of what I wanted to keep and like the direction I wanted to go that's just what I landed on and I mean I, I can't wait to just continuously write for Bear Mountain Bridge project yeah. like I, I it, it's hard for me to even like focus on anything else because that's that's like all the time I want to be like I have this five second guitar idea I just want to go mull it over for three hours <laughs> I, I, I want to try 10 different drum parts and see what works and then I'll change it a hundred times And that was my conversation with Tyler Mushaw. Thanks so much, Tyler, for taking the time to chat with me. Also, thanks, y'all, for listening. I apologize if my voice sounds a little weird. I'm getting over a respiratory infection brought on by a common cold. At any rate, until next time, take care and do good things.